Warning. 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 This Warning. podcast this may podcast contain explicit, explicit material. material. Listener discretion, discretion. discretion. is advised. You still with me? Good. Good. Let's get into this. and salutations, you spicy animals. Welcome to another episode of the Mixed Media Forest Podcast, episode number 55. I'm calling this one Bean Dreams, and you'll find out soon enough why. It's going to be a little bit different episode than you're used to, so be ready. This is my first episode with a guest It's like Mixed Media Forest is stepping into the future of podcasting and actually has a guest for a change, which is a cool change of pace. I don't know how much media we ended up talking about, but we had a good time. And I'm talking about my buddy, Robbie Robertson of the Out of the Blank podcast. I know I've talked about him a bunch in the past because he's a really cool guy. He's been my best friend through this whole pandemic thing when I haven't had anyone coming to my house or I haven't gone to anybody's houses. It's been really a bummer. And, you know, one of the things that keeps me happy and, uh, you know, gives me a little bit of joy during my day is to get a message on Snapchat from my homie, Robbie. We always talk about fun stuff and I've been on his show out of the blank, uh, four times now, four or five times now, and I'm going to be on it again here really soon. So looking forward to that. Every time we get together, it's always a good time. It's, I'm going to say it's a little bit of a shit show, so you're not going to get a whole lot of segments. It's going to be a pretty long, pretty long recording, but it's a lot of fun. We get into so many different crazy topics, lots of stuff about ghosts and supernatural and dreams and even a little bit of, you know, uh, inside baseball on the podcasts and stuff which is always kind of cool to find out. Find out things about your favorite podcasters that you never thought you'd even want to know. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go for this intro, and we're going to come back with me and my guest, Robbie, from Out of the Blank. Recording in progress. Don't you just love that? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mixed Media Forest podcast, everybody. I'm back for all you spicy animals, and I got a treat for you because I've got my very first guest ever. Second. You already told me it was two. Don't lie to me. Oh, you're starting off the podcast with lies, and it looks uh. like you're reading off of a script. (laughs) (laughs) There's no script, I promise. It just sounds cheesy. I this, usually, I usually everybody. enjoy your intros because they're like, ow, ow. You did something with an echo effect, and I was like tripping. I was like, what is happening? Is my headphones messed up? Do I need to charge them? I just like to do those little vocal effects and stuff. I think they're fun. It changes it up from just people talking. 
you think it's fun because you record a lot of your episodes really, really early in the morning or really, really late at night? Yeah, always late at night, always really high. It just, it's a good combination. I feel like that's the best time to do a podcast because you're like no holds, no bars. Like yep. you don't have the sensor filter active in your brain yet. Like your brain's been slowly, like, it's kind of like <laughs> you're shutting off all the lights in your house. And then as you're like getting out the, about to go out the door and you realize you got to turn the front porch light on, you're kind of like, wait, I have a dog. Maybe my dog would like one light on. So you, you're not like, I'm going to waste like what comparative to your electric bill compared to your dog. You're like, I'm not going to waste a full fucking ceiling light on them. So I'm going to just turn the stove light on. So they have to stay in the kitchen just to be able to enjoy it. <laughs> That's the one light I keep on in the house. I see so many shadow people and creatures and stuff. It's weird. And uh, if I don't keep at least one light on, it is spooky as fuck for me. Oh, I saw a ghost, by the way. I saw a ghost the other day. Well, I mean, could it be? I, I'm, I'm always skeptical, but it was the weirdest shit. I was cleaning a house and it's a really old house. And I was vacuuming in a bathroom and I was backing out of the bathroom with my vacuum on and not paying a whole lot of attention, but there was someone standing right beside me as I backed out. And I turned my head to see this young girl with uh, brown hair, like dark brown hair, really big eyes like looking at me like she was like astonished maybe surprised and as soon as my head turned and my eyes focused on her she was gone completely gone hmm. and it was such a trip i was creeped out for hours after that just like what in the hell was that and i'm so skeptical about uh seeing things because i sometimes i just feel like it's just a trick of my mind or something but man, that was spooky AF. I think the brain, I think I'm probably obsessed with that the most, but recently, you know, I've talked to UFO experiencers, but then I had a neuroscience person explain me sleep paralysis. And he gave me the exact same description that a person who experienced an alien abduction had given mm -hmm. me. And it made me I just think that. a little that was a good bit episode. More. Yeah. It just makes me think a little bit more. I'm like, Man, if you could think like people say willing things into the universe, imagine if you can think like you have like a fleet of McLarens, just think it and it fucking happens. I don't know if it's like that, but damn it. I'm like, if schizophrenia is that easy to yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my dad used to tell me that he that was one of the things that I remember from way back when I was really, really little was he was like, your mind is so much stronger than you think it is. It has so much more power than most people think that it does. And he's like, when it comes down to it, like if you truly believe in something, you can make something happen. He used to tell me that like you could if you thought hard enough about it, you could make your car out in the driveway levitate or something and you might not see it but if you had enough thought and enough control you could like make something like physically levitate that's that's thousands of pounds that sounds like, like when wow uh, when superhero shows came out like in the beginning like when they first started being popular <laughs> kids were jumping off of the roof thinking that they could fly like superman i i want to bet how many people grew up watching wonder woman and then spent like hours in their room spinning around in circles trying to turn into a superhero like she did I know the first person that tried to block bullets with their wristbands, like was really in trouble. I'm sure <laughs> he got shot right in the eye, <laughs> right in the wrist. Oh, he got the Jesus Christ wound right through his <laughs> wrist. <laughs> I'll stop it. Ping. Ah! <laughs> that would be the best. Oh, that's better advice than my grandpa used to give me. My grandpa used to give me advice. Like don't trust anybody with 
their first name, also their last name. And then I was mm. like, but that's kind of like my name. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell kind of advice is that? He goes, whenever your grandmom's yelling at me, I kind of just like think in my mind, I'm on a vacation on like a beach. I'm like, how do you remember what she tells you? Because I don't. That's why I get yelled at a lot, but I get the vacation <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, this guy's a genius. I'm so, I'm so bad about that myself. And I don't even go on vacation, man. I need to work on that going on vacation part. I just do the not listening enough part and then getting yelled at. Well, I was, I was told by someone who studies the brain about when you look at selective hearing, it's not necessarily selective hearing, but the ability that you don't have the interest in whatever you're learning. So, I mean, that is the form of selective hearing. That is kind of the definition. But selective hearing makes it seem like you don't want to learn. It's not necessarily your intention. And I, you start to notice like the words that people say. A lot of these words that get categorized as certain things are necessarily, they need to be debunked a little bit. Like saying something is like ADHD was mentally challenged. But then it's like now it's not looked at like that. Now it's looked at as like a, a kind of a learning disability. But then when we say learning disability, you think mentally challenged. And it, you start to realize like, man, this world is kind of set up in such a way to really categorize in the worst. I don't know if it's become, because yeah. we're becoming more sensitive or is it's it just a, because you're noticing more? It makes it a blanket category instead of everybody having their own things. They just put them all into this one nice, neat little basket and say, oh, well, that's mental problems, you know? You have mental problems. <laughs> and, then and it's like, well, that's a, that covers a lot of ground, though. I mean, seriously, you could have that could be anywhere from MS to Parkinson's to ADHD to a million other things. I'd, Tourette's. Love, I'd love to have a cool mental illness where it's like you, you like you went to go do a dive off a diving board into a pool and you hit your head on the side of concrete because you slipped off because you were running too fast. You never run when it's wet. The lifeguard tells you that, but you That's don't listen. Right. How but many if, clips have we seen on ridiculousness about that? But if you hit your head and then you somehow have some type of ability, like I saw a dude that got hit in the head with a hammer. Now this is in the UK. So that sounds very normal over there. Over here, it's like the fuck you get getting. It's like that one <laughs> rapper that threw a kettlebell at his trainer or his coach. You remember that? Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, kettlebells. That, well, yeah. Oh man, that hurt. You expect to hit near them, but I mean, the first of all, he chucked a fuck. Imagine getting so angry. I've gotten angry at video games before, but I'm like, imagine you get so angry, you chuck a kettlebell at somebody. What happens if it hits them? That's a manslaughter charge. Even you if they're not dead. hope that that rapper is really kind of weenie and he's only using like a five or something. Because if he can have like a 15 or a 20 at you, you're in trouble. You better catch that shit. I think the more famous you are, the less money you should have. Mm, that's not a bad idea. Because you can't have both. That's two. That's like two infinity gauntlets on your hands. Like everyone else is like, I don't want to fucking play this game anymore. You know and what it I mean? gets them into so much trouble having all that money. Like have some money, but man, the, the excessive amounts just, it always leads to a downfall. I don't know. Would you rather want money or fame? Imagine you're so famous that millions of people would just want to suck your dick. And if you had money, <laughs> well, millions of people could still isn't suck that your dick. like right now, right? <laughs> sure. That's the goal when you ask someone like, why do you do a podcast? Well, I want to hang out with my friends, but like, what's the overall goal? It would be nice to do a professional show. And then there's that one guy that's like, I just really don't want to have to struggle so hard to get my dick sucked. Like, that's, <laughs> right? it. that's it. I could just, I can go to the bar and I can hit on chicks and I could be like, yeah, I've got a semi-successful podcast. I'm not asking <laughs> for a 10. I'm asking for a decent five, if that's all right. 
Hey, look at that. My child has woke up and came out and laid down on the couch next to me. Look, just like every other recording session. Well, he can listen too. Tell him I said hi. Robbie says hi. Go to sleep. Yeah, this is the this is pretty common. I'll always be like right in the middle of recording something, and here he comes, do 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 do, and lays down on the couch next to me. It's like, well, you're lucky, you're cute. Well, maybe you incentivized him to always do, or is it a guy or a girl? I'm sorry. Oh, it's my little, it's my little boy, Eric. Okay. Now you probably incentivized him to keep doing I it. have because he comes out and then he gets a chance to be kind of a part of everything. Now you have to incentivize him to go back to his room by offering candy. But tell <laughs> no, him this like is the only the candy the you night. can accept. You cannot accept them from strangers or an Uber driver. That's going to eat his little teeth up while he sleeps. That's not the way you do it. He's probably still got baby teeth, right? I mean, the adult ones are the ones you got to worry about. <laughs> Most of them true. Most of them true. Are we ever going to talk about media on this episode of Mixed Media for us there, Robbie? Yeah, I've been watching a recent show that's kind of like an off-brand. Actually, what do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear my serious answer or do you want to hear my fun response? Mm, let's go serious first. I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Mm -hmm. um mostly i bet i saw the epstein one but then also i've been getting into like mafia movies and i think i prefer the mafia mostly there's a podcast with an old mafia guy who talks about like all these scenarios which makes it hard to watch a mafia movie like when you're looking <laughs> at it, you're like oh my god i know all the real shit now but for sure i like it because if we had the mafia days now at least you knew who was evil it's so hard to know who's evil when back then you just knew those people were against a certain thing. Now it's mm -hmm. like, it's so hard to tell. And then when all these things come out, everyone's either labels it as a conspiracy or labels it as something else. But then it starts getting me into like Ponzi schemes. And then I watched a freaking TikTok or a reel on Facebook. And there was like, it was a five minute clip. So like about a minute in, I started skipping through. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> they put a like a little clear bucket on this lady's head with the bottom cut out. And they started putting different types of hair dye into the thing, like blue, red. And it would fill up all the way up. Like it looked like a, like a kind of like a, a, the size of a blender. And then it would just all be all these different colors. And they would slowly let it go. But they would put stencils in her hair, like a seahorse and a pony. So it would make this cool design in this color. Then I skipped to the ending. It came out fucking horrible. And it everyone's like, your hair, you need to get a refund. And everyone's like, it looks amazing. It's a Ponzi scheme. They're doing it either they're getting paid for the video or they're getting that person's money. But I know like when she, they took it off, she was like, my hair does not look right. Cause like there was just a bunch of purple on the sides and then everything in the back was like her normal hair color. Then it was the stencil, then normal hair color, then stencil, then red <laughs> at the bottom. And it was look, it just looked awful. And everyone's like, you got to get a new barber or you got to, you got to, you got to find these people and make sure they never, ever do this to anybody else. Yeah, you know, if you really want to have success with those Facebook videos, you should probably test out what you're doing a couple of times first, just to make sure that it works. They had I've a business. A lot of those like that. They had a full on business. It wasn't like a first timer, like I'm going to dye my hair or I'm going to shave my eyebrow. First of all, I don't know how why you expect he, that to end. Why do people well. like mediocre art so much? What is up with that? You think I would be popular with my mediocre? Everything I create is <laughs> fucking mediocre. If anything, it's a slightly above average. I yeah, I I can agree. Like I I like your paintings, but at the same time, yeah, you can see that they're they're a person that's just learning how to paint. Are you fucking telling me I'm not Bob Ross? 
oh, you're not Bob Ross yet there. You need you need some more happy little accidents. My artist buddy was telling me he was like, it's not necessarily about making like extravagant art and making all these things. He goes, it's all about just getting in a gallery and then hoping you get that one person who just pulls something out of it that no one else can mm -hmm. and just really goes with it. And then for sure, because there are people that that sell works of art that are like two red slashes on like a full white canvas. There was a they person that for $100,000. There's yeah. a person that sold two sculptures for uh, $15,000. You just called it nothing is here. And then that one got sold. But it's like, mm -hmm. if you sell if you make a painting, or you get your kid to draw something, and then you put it in a gallery, and someone says, this is a $500 million painting, then they buy it, then you're now known as the artist who has sold a five hundred whatever million dollar painting so then exactly. now your brand you're the up. next you're the next taping a banana to the wall guy you just need a pretentious name like if your name yeah. is jason lampro it needs to be like yeah. jasmodius fucking what <laughs> yeah sounds like Jazz a world of warcraft the great oh that's my right. god it's a serial killer that's my fantasy name in fantasy games i always go with jasmodius i always go with valen or something like that <laughs> that's not bad I like that something fantastic. On my first character, uh, I need fantasy. to be as real as possible. My Get first character. <laughs> Fantasia. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good name, though. That's a good strong name. I need something serious on my first playthrough. And then my second one is just the opposite. It's everything that I did before, but the opposite way of things I wouldn't do. Because you have to invest you just yourself. Do jackass in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. That first playthrough, you always got to make sure you do everything right. You don't want to miss things along the way and stuff. The second playthrough, you're like, I got this, whatever. It's kind of like, um, I, I've been trying to get back into video games, but mostly because Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is coming, like they're remastering it and bringing it back. And I'm like, oh, I'm in a hundred percent on just playing my I, childhood. It have to be re remastered because I did download that a while back, just the original game. And uh, oh man, those graphics are really poor now. Like well, you've they been, used you've to been be. exposed Just to the good so shit. Good, and now the graphics are so poor. But remastered, it could be a fun game again for sure. You've been exposed to the good stuff where you're making a character and they add the dimples, where you're yeah, now invested into this. Like if they really wanted to end people hooking up on World of Warcraft, they wouldn't have made the graphics so fucking good to where the point where you don't even <laughs> want to go pursue an online date. Oh uh, yeah, I remember people were marrying on Fable and stuff too when it when it went online. The people are weird like that. Like I I've never been into that. I played Warcraft for freaking years, man. I never married anyone on Warcraft. That's just that's just weird. I'll stick to my murder documentaries. Um <laughs> mostly cuz they help me like cuz everything I call I'm like, well, like the Epstein thing. Like well, what do you want? I, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know yeah, what to even say about is, that. That whole thing is so muddled. It's 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 so much. It's everything just melted into a pot. And there's so much BS. And there's so much like, just like, did this happen? Did didn't this happen? And and there's so much that's unclear about things that it's almost a conspiracy theory. And I hate saying that because conspiracy theory is a blanket term that they just use to cover up any kind of truth that you find out that they don't want you to. 
Like, oh, no, that's a conspiracy theory there. And then nobody will trust you about it. Well, there's real conspiracies. And then there's just bad shit that's been going on for a long time that we're now seeing. See, the thing is, nobody ever wants to tell you about the bad things they do. They just want to show you the good things. Yeah, and like, course. I love this fucking country. I really do. As much as I might expose a lot of the bad shit that goes on that needs to be fixed. It's a, there's a reason why everybody wants to come here. But Same. there's USA. a USA. there's yeah, there's a different aspect. <laughs> to when we look at like the, the Fauci thing with the puppies, everyone's like, Oh, it's an allegation. It's an allegation. I'm like, they have a receipt for the 375,000 of funding that was exposed to 44 beagles. Now I watched the full video and it is awful. They're clipping dogs, vocal cords. They're stripping yeah. the skin off the dog's face. It's awful, but that's gruesome. Where's PETA when you need them? PETA actually just recently has made a oh, remark about, it. about that. Nice. Yes, but they didn't say Fauci. They said the Biden administration. And now here's the oh, issue is that we see that PETA is leaning to one side. Well, the thing is, you can't blame the Biden administration because it also was during Trump's administration as well, too. So you have mm -hmm. to look a little bit deeper as to why was this happening and how long was it kept secret i bet you there's a million different things that kept secret it was weird when the ufo thing got released as well too my conspiracy is when that puppy thing came out before it started trending it's trending right now it's all saying arrest fauci and all that but the weird kind of how they released like hey we're going to release in 2022 the jfk files and then they're like hey we're also we're going to make an announcement about uaps or ufos and the name nasa guy comes out and makes a thing he goes now hopefully this isn't one of our adversaries technology and he he really held on to that word where i was like are you fucking like calling out somebody like if we're going to do me and you are doing a podcast and we just gave a reference to someone we know is going to listen and then they wouldn't be like oh, they're talking about me but no one else would know that's kind of what it seemed like they're doing but then he started going deeper into like well there's this techno i'm like i don't know anymore i don't like these games i really it's messing with my head i'm gonna end up pulling an oj <laughs> on somebody it's gonna fucking happen i'm telling you it's hard you get you get really into politics and it it gives you like an emotional investment almost. And then uh, when things like start pissing you off, like they just really get you, you know, like you get you get invested in what's going on. And then like all of the sneaky little underhanded things that you catch, you're just like, fuck them. Fuck those guys. What the hell's going on with this country? Well, you know, why aren't people stopping this shit? Did you see Squid Game, for instance? Everyone's talking about Squid Game. I don't know if you saw it yet. Yeah, I watched it. It was pretty good. But th did you notice the propaganda that was in the movie? Oh, of course, because it's Korea. Yeah, but the only white person was a fat guy who wanted to get fucked or get a blowjob from another dude. Like well, they made him the fat UFA, and get the baby. only white guy. <laughs> and you just start to see like this. I didn't notice this stuff before. And people are like, how do you know that's propaganda? And I'm like, I mean, we've, we've all done it. Like you start to really kind of notice it just changes a new form, which is why I think it's so interesting. And then also like, all right, so I had a, I gotta tell you this dream I had. Um, so this was just Your last dreams are always good. This was just fresh last night. Um, nice. I, I have another one where it's probably going to be the second time on my show I've ever cried only because <laughs> it, it and it's coming up. So I don't know when you're posting. Are you posting this tonight? Or are you posting this? Um, probably in the morning or, or sometime tomorrow. So it's going to so, be so the, pretty soon. The 27th is going to be this episode. Um, 
but so the, the one I had last night, and I, I'm 100% down to a science that don't eat fucking beans before you go to bed. Just don't <laughs> do it. It's a terrible, I've had nightmares every single time. But last night, I had a dream that I was like, I was on my phone, and I saw trending on Twitter, said, out of the blank podcast. Shameless promotion. Awesome. But awesome. I was like, no, 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 no. Because yeah. my as hard soon, work is finally paid as off. As soon as I saw it trending, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> like I'm being, I'm being, <laughs> I'm being fucking canceled or doxxed for something, I said. And um, I clicked on it, but then there's like pictures and memes of Nostradamus. And they're like, everything he said about the government is true. And then like it comes to this thing where I hear a knock on my door, I come off my cell phone, and I'm like walking downstairs, and I don't have a mirror or like a glass thing on my door to see through it. So that's the only downfall if everyone, CCP ever shows up to my door to shoot me. I just don't have the glass mirror. But I open up the door, and it's like a dude in a suit. like looks like Men in Black. He goes, are you the host out of the blank podcast? I was like, <laughs> yes. And I just get a bag over my head, and I get thrown in a van. And next thing I know, they're chopping out my liver. I'm like, what's happening? They go, we need to clone you because you're able to predict all our moves. We need to find out how you know all this information. I'm like, what? And then oh, I woke no, up. You're a psychic. I woke up and then I threw my beans in the trash. I was like, I'm not fucking doing this ever again. <laughs> it's too much. That's awesome. What a dream, man. That's intense. I am. Um, I haven't for a long time. I haven't had really lucid dreams. And I was talking with you about it. Um, like a, a couple episodes back when we talked on your show and I have since I've been trying to, uh, put myself in the right situation so that I can have lucid dreams. And I've had a little bit of success with them. Um, nothing like, uh, I don't have a, a full modicum of control in my dreams, but I've had a lot of them where like, man, my dreams always end up, if I have control, I am a crazy, like uh, OP Superman. <laughs> like in, in all of my dreams, if I have control, I am the strongest fastest i can like uh i can swim through dirt and stuff you're, i just have God. like like uh, i'm i'm omnipotent and i have any kind of power that i can think of i swam through a river that was mud and like 20 foot sturgeons and like just swam through like it was nothing and then popped out the other side and stuff and um it's just i have the strangest like uh just it's not even like a cityscape or anything it's just like it puts me in a Minecraft world and I just basically have complete control over or the land and the sky and anything I want to do. I can fly around, but there's never a whole lot of people. I think probably because your brain's focusing on making the environment. It's kind of like a video game. Like when you start flying past a certain point, the map's got to load and then yeah, everything behind building. it. Yeah. So I think it's like that in your dream. But I used to have a thought of like, I think, so my perspective that gets me through the day or at least gets like people, I think everyone has their own obvious reality. I've talked to so many people. I've kind of noticed that everyone's perspective is built in a certain way for a certain reason. And kind of asking someone to step out of it is damn near impossible. But I think what's important about people's perspectives of things is my perspective on sleep is I think it's a brain's way of subconsciously trying to help you by bringing up some things that have might have deeper meanings or you might be creating those deeper meanings. But either way, it's a way of trying to reset the issues to keep your mentality straight. And, you know, from someone that doesn't really get a whole lot of sleep, um, I start to notice I usually feel better afterwards. And I, even if I don't remember the dream, I just feel different. 
and it, it brings into like I like the sleep analysis type stuff, and I think it's important because I think if you really take too. the time to do a dream journal and really write down the things that you were experiencing, don't even look it up. Just find. I did what that those for a little bit, but man, they were so weird. I did it for uh for probably two weeks, and man, they were so muddled and strange because it's hard to remember what you dreamed about. Even like right after you wake up, it's so hard to pull those details out. Uh, you, you remember them way better than I do. Like my dreams, I have to think like I did this and then, um, oh yeah, I remember doing this. And then I do remember this person showed up on my dream for a little bit. Sometimes I go on quests with people like where I'll just follow somebody around, like a friend of mine, like an old friend or something. Crew, and we just, we're we just going go to target. <laughs> yeah. We just run through the world and, and do whatever we're looking for someone or, and uh, yeah, I do kind of <laughs> sometimes think that like my brain is going like, Hey, you've got an issue that you're trying to work out right now. And it has to do with this. And like, this is a little scenario thing that kind of follows along with, with the, what you're having trouble with right now. So I do think that dreams are kind of meant to guide us a little bit, uh, at least chew over some of our problems and things that we have during the day. When you get into one of your dreams and you go on one of these quests, have I been involved in one of your dreams before? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mostly it's family and friends. We didn't go to a strip club. Not, I love it how you say it's mostly and family and friends <laughs> and you just fucking hit me like I'm some stranger. <laughs> You know, it's no, funny is you never you even introduced been, me into the podcast. So everyone's like, what the fuck? Who the hell is this guy? You, you have been my best friend for, uh, gosh, man, how long have we been talking for? Almost two years now. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Can't believe we and haven't that, had a dream of going to like a strip club, but I think your dreams, if you have these quests, are they like, does, does the dream end when the quest is over with? Uh, no, I, they always seem so vague and they never seem to have an ending to them. They're always uh, real, real open. Hang on. Let me open up my dream journal and find a couple of, geez, you got a dream journal. Yeah. I wrote them down. Is Let's it in see. your phone though? Did, or did you really write them down? No, I've got it in my tablet. I, I just wrote them down in my tablet. Cause I saw your face light up like a Christmas tree. I was like, he's on a device right now. Well, I'm just like, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of reading something, but like, I want to like, see not read something that's like super embarrassing so i had a sleep scientist on my I'm show taking a look to see what i got in here i had a sleep scientist on my show that told me that maybe i'm because my dreams i'll sleep for 20 minutes but it'll feel like eight years and she's like maybe you're just hitting your rem cycle quick and it lasts really long but i used to think that my dreams would speed up when it knew i was going to wake up like it, it would hurry up and get through the end of the dream like i would spend hours just sitting on a futon watching tv and then next thing you know i'm getting into this huge quest and it's over like five minutes later but or does it, because if the dream feels like eight years, even though it's like 20 minutes, does the dream just play out how it's supposed to be played out? Or does it speed up on the basis of when your body's about to awake? Wow, that's a trip. Yeah, like seriously, let me just read one of these. And like, seriously, this is this is the kind of stuff that I get like first thing in the morning, not even awake, just trying to remember what I dreamed about. Okay, so check out this one. It's called more powers question mark. This one seems like another powers dream. I remember driving a long distance with a super long skeleton arm. It was like six feet long. It was basically a desiccated skeleton arm. Some flesh still attached. I don't know what it did but I was bringing it to my son, Eric. When I got there, I tried to give it to him. He didn't want it. And I remember at one point pointing it right at his face and threatening him with it. This correlates with the fact that he's been really stubborn and hard to control lately. The most vivid part 
was holding this six-foot-long desiccated skeleton arm spear right in Eric's face and threatening it with it because he wouldn't take it. Little bits of jellied flesh dangling almost in his eyes. I drove a long ways, and the spear was so long that I had to hold it out the window during the trip. How disrespectful that he wouldn't have taken it after all of that. You need to write a fucking book. What do you something. think about that? Isn't that cool? First I had of all, a giant skeleton <laughs> arm that I had to carry out the window of the car and take a long trip just to bring it to him. And he wouldn't take it, the little asshole. So I know why you're not remembering a lot of your dreams or it's so hard for you to remember because you write down such extravagant words to Can't remember help your it. shit. I'm such a writer. I've Jesus. always been really bad about that. Like uh, I'm like I, fucking I write, I just write. <laughs> I'm like nightmare, child, kid, death. Then I write beans. Don't ever eat at the bottom. So then I yeah. have to try and, and figure and out like, what that I is. even had the thought about about Eric being really stubborn because uh he's just at that age where like he always wants to fight with me about this, that, and something else. And, you know, you try to tell him the right thing to do, and he's at that age where he's just like, I'm gonna do something else. <laughs> and it's like, but well, that's not what I told you to do. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, I was probably, I'd been getting in his face about doing that, this or that or something else. And I was probably kind of still stewing over it when I went to sleep. So uh, it, that, that one does kind of make sense. I like that that one kind of fits with a scenario where my, my brain was chewing over something that I was having an issue with in real life. Granted, I don't know, maybe the next time I want him to do something and he doesn't listen to me, I should get a giant skeleton arm spear and dangle it in his face. You know, I'll make him do it. I would love to be like an animator and be able to like just record people's dreams and just make it into a show where like, even That'd if I have so to hype cool. it up or make it a little bit Hollywood, but most of the time with people's dreams, they're already pretty fucking intense. And I mm -hmm. think the main appeal to that is it's new because I was watching a documentary about psychedelics and they were talking about like famous people's trips and then they animated it. So they made it like a cartoon type thing where they would go into the trip nice. mode. And it's like everyone's perspective or the way that they experience something is just new. And I think that's what's appealing for a lot of people is just hearing a different insight than the way you normally think or the way that your have you brain. Seen the, uh, have you seen the Midnight Gospels by Duncan Trussell? Yeah, good old Duncan Trussell. But his is more like a like a really like off acid trip. Because I know it is kind of more like a podcast that they that they went through and animated over the the portions of podcast but at the same time it was a little bit like that kind of like a dreamscape i didn't know that, that last episode who i cried so hard i yeah. was like fetal position in tears crying over that episode my mom has been gone for 20 years now and that episode wrecked me just he, um, wrecked me he uh he he said he talks a lot about buddha which i didn't notice until someone was like, stop fucking talking about Buddhism on his Twitter. And then he kept mentioning <laughs> that he was trying not to talk about it, but then he would keep referencing back to it. So I had to look back at his old like Joe Rogan episodes. He oh, fucking talks silly. about it a lot. I'm like, yeah, shut the hell up really about it. He's into the Hare Krishna. He's at the Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare. You know, he's got, he's got all of those memorized and stuff. Yeah, I remember him from the old, old episodes of, uh, I used to listen to his podcast, The Lavender Hour way back in the day when it was still still pretty new like before it hit 100 episodes him and uh, natasha leggero and uh yeah they were he was really into the the spiritualism and stuff he's always kind of been a spiritual guy i think he's i think he's just trying to find his way he's he's taking a journey and he's trying to find his way 
so I got a new art design I want to create based off of another dream I had, which was it was like it's just me, like kind of like cartoonish, but it's sitting on a bed and I'm smoking a cigar, but I'm doing smoke rings and the smoke rings spell out the, the podcast name. Mm-hmm. And then but I'm listening to headphones. But it's kind of like when you know that meme of Arnold from Hey Arnold sitting on his thing, just tapping his foot and he's listening to music on a couch, mm-hmm. just that vibe where it's like has a lo-fi beat to it. And there's just yeah. not, not a whole lot going on, but the room is something that everybody can connect with. Cause I'm all about like, if I create something, I want everyone to experience something from it. I don't just want it to be like, well, this is specifically for, that's why like with me, for instance, like if I did a documentary, you just have to, I wouldn't have a concept. I would just fucking like, I was just thinking the other day, I tried to record something stupid was um, I took my phone and I set it down on like the ground so it's like an upward shot and then it was just me in a fucking varsity jacket and i was smoking a swisher on a brick wall (laughs) and i had a fucking thing of orange juice and it was just random shit like that that i would just record little bits and pieces so it'd be the most random thing in one but i think it would really like pique a lot of curiosity and i bet you i could use that to convey some like deep emotion to shit like the simplest things is sometimes the most understandable and that's fucking Mm -hmm. smoking a swisher and drinking orange juice like that's just simple shit and i'm like that's like what hunter s thompson his appeal is is like it's just a bunch of nonsense in one thing but it means something i'm like that's what we fucking need Mm -hmm. we need like what what why the hell did dog face get so popular guy drinking ocean spray while skateboarding to fucking blind or whatever that what is it who is because he's the because he's the everyman you know everybody can kind of see themselves in that vibe that's what that's what makes this video so popular is that everybody can see themselves listening to that song vibing out you know just uh just drinking juice and not giving a fuck and just you know having a good time with life i think think that's why it really hits with people and or videos like that you know where it's, it's just it's happy it's fun it's a mood and everybody gets into it i just get so i start looking at things i'm like i just think the world has been basing the idea of whatever you're supposed to be off things that you've seen and necessarily i think you have to craft out who you are and i don't i'm not trying to turn into a motivational thing but if you listen to any comedian when they develop their personality they base it off of like oh i took some from david tell i took some from Mm -hmm. dane cook i'm like well you can't be them you need to be yourself like imagine a person that's only famous because they look like a celebrity I'm like, that's got to be a horrible thing because nobody doesn't really care about you. They care that you look like the person that they fucking like on a TV screen. And it's really hard. It's hard not to emulate our heroes. Um, I do know I have some podcasts that I never released to the public that um, (laughs) I sound like Joey Diaz so bad because I'm just like, what's up, fuckos? You know, (laughs) I'm like, what am I doing? That's not even me. I'm just like, I was just, I was listening to so much of, of his stuff and him and Rogan and, and Tom Segura and, and Burt Kreischer and all them. And like, it just was like bleeding into what I was saying. And I had to like, actually just kind of sit down and find my voice with podcasting. I think uh, that's why I'll probably a lot of people started it, but it's so hard to keep up with it because I think you expect that everyone's going to necessarily enjoy what you're putting out. And I'm like, you also have to just do it because you like it or you do it because you can. Like, even if it's an episode a day or an episode a month, the worst thing I don't like is when excuses start to arise. And I get it if it's a thing. 
but then you don't need to feel like you need to do something or do something out there just for people. Like I hate when people make up, like when people say they're leaving Twitter, I'm leaving Twitter, everyone. I'm like, just fucking go. <laughs> Nobody cares. Like seriously, I like if they have to announce it too. That's the best. Like, yeah, we know, we know <laughs> we it's like, see it, but then they're on it like a week later and it's like, what, what happened? Well, I just took a break. I felt like I was ready to come back on it. I was like, uh, dude, you should never feel reliant on some, on letting people know things that you're doing. You should just feel the need to post at your own rate, do your own thing. And that's, I mean, that's, that's me, obviously my perspective. I also don't like being on social media. Like if you look at my social media, it's like I post a day and that's it. I don't want to do the million times. I don't want to have to be like, hey, guys, I'm. I, this is to lead up to this episode, to lead up to this episode, to lead up to this episode. I'm like, just fucking it, like when social media <laughs> you, crashed. You post it and ghost it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when social media crashed, when Instagram and Facebook went down, I still posted my episode and I couldn't post any content to let people know it was out there. But people still listen to it because they know I'm going to fucking be there. And I'm like, that's what I wanted. I don't want to feel I have to do any extra tasks or hula hoops. It's like paying your or paying for your car. You got to pay a bill every month. Then you got to pay car insurance. Then you got to also fill up gas and maintenance and all this shit. It's like, where's I'll, I'll bike. I will bike my ass to work then. I'm tired of all the extra bullshit. <laughs> I, did. I did that for a couple of years before the kids. And uh, yeah, I'll say that's overrated too, though, because even with a bike, you have to do all kinds of freaking maintenance. You have to oil it up and keep the tires full. <laughs> and, and then the doctor sure tells you. Good. <laughs> and you get halfway somewhere and a pedal breaks or something and you're fucked. <laughs> and then the doctor tells you, you got to stop cycling if you want to have kids. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, God damn it. There's another one. Well, see, I should have kept cycling then. It would have saved me a lot of time and money. <laughs> hey, you know, you look at their faces and you appreciate them. I do. I do. It's the only reason I don't beat them, you know? I mean, you could still beat them. That's not an excuse. <laughs> You're making excuses. No, I, uh, I just, you know, it's the kinder, gentler age. And I'm just, I'm just doing my best to like not be handsy. Like, oh my God. Predict I, this, predict this. my dad, I thought my dad was going to kill me when yeah. I was a kid. If yeah. I got in trouble, I just thought for a fact that my dad would kill me. I yes. thought he would just like wring my neck until I was dead or something, you know, or punch my face in until I was dead. And, uh, and my kids have none of that. And there's not as much respect. It's tough. They love you, but there's not as much respect because they know you're not going to pound their face in, you know? Are, are you necessarily mad at the fact that you don't want to scar your kid for life or you just don't want to scar them to a point where they end up being like a Unabomber type? That's right. It's like that joke, you know, like you want to be like Joe Jackson where you want to torture him enough that they make good music, but you don't want to torture him so much that they grow up and be a weirdo, you know? <laughs> yeah because i started looking at like how many people are just scarred to hell because their father took them behind a shed and there's just a bunch of people like oh you did this it's like what i would have never yeah. expected that i'm like have my you dad used to have path? to go get his own switch they would send him out for his own switch and he'd come back in and if the switch was too thin they just beat him with it till it broke and then they'd send him out for another one and they'd beat him with that one or he'd have to like soak himself in a bathtub to get his clothes off because they were bloody from being hit with the belt so much. Jeez. And it's just like, I'm glad that my dad quit that cycle of abuse, but my dad was real crazy when we were kids, maybe, like crazy, crazy. Maybe like, we thought like <laughs> homicidal Hang crazy. On. Maybe the Catholic church really isn't fucked up, but it's a lot of people pissed off that a nun would slap them with a fucking ruler. 
<laughs> right? And yeah, you got to think that's like, if that's the only punishment you get, that's a pretty light punishment. What a smack on the back of the hand with a ruler, even hard. That's not going to kill you. It's not even going to barely leave a mark by the end of the day. You're fine. I want to see that. I want to be at that moment where the one kid grabbed the ruler when it was about to hit him in the hand. He's like, not today. And then she just pulls out another ruler and slaps him across the face. <laughs> Fuck. That would be a great skit. You know, just like whack, and it just stops it midair. I don't think so, Mother Wait, so Superior. I thought she this, just reaches into a rope. I thought of this the other day. I was talking to one of my coworkers. He's an, he's around your age, and we were going back and forth. And I, I was telling, I was like, dude, that girl. I was like, that girl is. She follows me on Instagram. She knows me, and she, you know, she. I was like, she's hot. And he goes, do go say something to her. I was like, well, how am I gonna? She's on the elliptical. Like, how am I gonna <laughs> randomly walk up and be like, hey? How's it going while she's listening to music, watching whatever Grey's Anatomy on the TV? She's on a fucking elliptical doing her exercise. I was like, nobody wants to talk when that's happening. I don't want to talk to anybody when I'm working out. And he goes, no, just walk over there like you're cleaning the equipment beside her and then just strike up a conversation. And I was like, with my luck, I'd go over there cleaning the equipment. I go to say hi and they're fucking the look because the elliptical, it's got the arms. Well, the arm would just hit me in the fucking eye and she'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'd be like, you stupid bitch. And just, fucking just immediately get aggressive and ruin the whole fucking thing. That's like a, that's like a good Adam Sandler movie thing or so, you know, like, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to go talk to her then. Okay, here I go. You know, he just gets up there and he's like, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, God damn it. You oh my God. <laughs> yes. You fucking better just start fucking screaming at her. Can't you watch what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that would be a perfect fucking like movie scene. That's what my documentary would be about. Just a bunch you of random like, bullshit. You could walk out and be like, I was going to ask you out, but fuck you. <laughs> Can you imagine just watching something? It's a person smoking a Swisher, drinking orange juice, and then it's that fucking skit right afterwards. You're like, what am I watching? And it's just like a daily like fucking show. Of the whitest kids you know. Or something. <laughs> just, you never know what's going to pop up. Speaking of whitest kids, you know, I know you've been uh, you've been all sad about Trevor Moore dying and stuff, but I have been listening to Trevor Moore's stuff on Spotify. And wow, I've never, uh, I never really listened to his stuff. I watched all of the whitest kids, you know, and I loved it, but I never really listened to his recorded stuff. And he is really good. All of his songs are super fun and funny. And he was a truther. He's got so much stuff in his songs about like Bush and Cheney and just all the shit that the U.S. has done and stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. I did a five-hour episode on 9-11, and I can tell you one thing is that I don't like the word truther because that means you have a definitive answer. But I do think that there's a lot of shit you can draw a line on where it's like, all right, look, you're yeah, not well, being 100%. It's just like saying he's woke, too, and I really don't like woke either. It's a, there's, there's no good term for it, you know, that like – it needs to be like something like, you know, that guy's got his eyes open or something, because that that's kind of a more broad term. Like, he's hey, awake. he's paying attention to what's going on, you know, but woke, awake, you know, it's just eh, it's such a broad term. Even the to... term skeptical, like skeptical is not even that bad anymore. It's kind of seen as like a good thing. Like when someone says you're just skeptical, it's like, oh, it doesn't really have the tinfoil hat sound to it anymore. It's more like yeah, you're just like so much more like you're stroking your chin. Like, I don't know. Though. <laughs> skeptic tank skeptic tank i used to listen to that one a lot that was fun with ari i try i only really listen to my friends now and maybe i'll toss in a rogan here or there but i, I i've been finding more of the time now i'm trying to listen to like actual like educational things like documentaries is like my main focus i'll watch it on my phone or something only because i want to get new shit that i find interesting and i'm starting to find everything interesting 
which is like, I really enjoy that because I don't want to be the person that's like, <laughs> I only like a certain grade of cheese. I'm like, well, that's right. I don't want to be the same thing. Cheddar only. Cheddar. Only. only medium cheddar ever. And no blue cheese. <laughs> I'm not a huge blue cheese fan, actually. It's just I like the dressing, cheese. but I, I'm not really super big into the crumbles. It's just too much for me. So little, it's got a little bit of bitterness to it that I'm not a big fan of. I'm not going to talk cheese with you. <laughs> uh, my favorite though colby jack totally colby jack. <laughs> Got a nice gouda mm, gouda's good gouda's good the same person that eats gouda is the same person that when they have someone come over their house for the first time they have a plate of crackers and cheese out where i'm like who the fuck are you <laughs> i don't know nobody sets up like that anymore it used to be like a thing like I find that like a lot of older people set up, you know, little like snack trays and things for people. But nowadays you go to people's houses and nobody really does that anymore. There's not really a, it was because mainly was in the mafia days is what I'm starting to notice is that a lot of these mafia people, like if someone would come up to the house, like I'm going to fucking shoot him right in his head, Tony, Tony, I'm going to shoot him right in his fucking head. He would show up with a gun at the door, knock on it. And then the, uh, he, the guy would have the lady open up the door, his wife, and she's like, oh, nice to see you. Oh, he'll be down in a minute. Can I get you something? Then they treat him. And then by the time the guy gets downstairs to meet him, they're like less angry. They're just That's more right. open. You started seeing that fade away when people were getting like, he opened up his door, got shot in the head. It's like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Cause there's no conversation that happened. It was just immediately all that fucking anger as he's leaving his house. He goes to do the seatbelt thing and it gets stuck. And he's like, fuck. It gets stuck again. Ah, God damn it. I'm going to shoot this motherfucker. And he's just like, fuck it. I'm going without <laughs> seatbelts. He drives out of his uh, driveway. Cop pulls him over. You got to wear your seatbelt. Now he's got a $500 ticket on top of the anger he had at you already. Now he's going to beat the living shit out of you and then shoot you in the head without even giving you a hello. Yeah. So you better hope your wife doesn't answer the door at that occasion. God damn. God damn. It. Just fucking <laughs> ripping the fucking seatbelt. Oh, I hate that. I've been there. Man, old cars used to do that shit to me all the time. All the time. You'd be like, you'd be trying to get ready for work. You've only got so much time and you grab that seatbelt and it's like, click. Like, ah, no. And you're like trying to put it back in all the way while you're trying to get ready. And oh, it was always such a pain in the butt. Here's my other skit. So we have a crip and a blood. And a crip just looks on his phone and sees that a blood's calling him out and calling him a piece of shit. He's like, I'm going to go over there and shoot this motherfucker. Gets in his car and he goes to grab a seatbelt. And it's just five minutes of him trying to yank the fucking seatbelt and it's not working. Then he just goes, fuck it. He just starts driving. And all you hear is that beep, beep from the seatbelt thing. Beep, beep. But then we get the really old car like mine does where it goes beep, 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 beep. Until you God, fucking plug it annoying. in. And it's just him driving like pissed off. And he gets to this person's house. And instead of just talking to him, like, I'm just going to talk to him. I'm just going to talk to him. It just goes into fucking pulling out a gun. <laughs> he's like, he's done. Yeah. He just gets there and blows away. He's not even mad about the guy anymore. He's just more mad about the concept of everything that was happening. And I feel like when I get stressed out, everything starts stressing me out even fucking more. And I can't handle that shit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you text me and then you text me one thing, then you text me like a paragraph and another one. I'm like, let me fucking, <laughs> let me respond. And I was like losing my shit because <laughs> I can't, it's too much at once. It's not necessarily you. It's just, it's everybody. My ex used to do that all the fucking time. I'm, and I'm like, ah, I'm a notorious writer. I can't help it. Well, it's like, I always have so much stuff to say. <laughs> 
I'm like, are you freezing time? How do you get to be able to text a paragraph that quickly? Like, I'm just sitting there like fucking trying to find the, the guy. It's like when we had the old cell phones with the three buttons and he used to hit the three buttons. There were people that were lighting it up like it was nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I don't just call me so I can fucking verbally abuse you rather than just abuse you through text. You don't do the voice to text. That's how I usually do it. I do voice to text and then I just go fix the couple things that need to be fixed. I've seen it end so badly with so many people. Like I have a family member that all they do is voice text and it comes out like they're yelling at me. And that's the worst way to get me to respond. Any boss I've ever had will tell you, you got to talk to Robbie like you're an equal, because if you start acting like you're above him, even though, you know, you can fire him, he just won't respond to you. I hate authority. I really have an issue with it. That's why I don't like our military. I get it mm-hmm. from a business aspect, everything that happens in the world, fucking right on the money. But if you're an empathetic person that thinks from a rational, like I don't have money to be successful, I'm more of a ground worker. It's not good for you. And that's where yeah. like, when people go like politics aren't that, aren't that corrupt. I'm like, yes, it's profitable. It's fucking about, yeah. they don't care about you. You're a fucking B to them. I watched a whole mm-hmm. video of a guy on Facebook in reels, just grab a pan, a metal steel pan and just hit bees. And every time he hit the B, it made a ting noise. And I'm like, that's us just getting whacked. Well, yeah. It's that nobody really knows about what's going on on the inside and stuff. They just, you know, make money here, make money there, make money here, make money there. It's just a, it's just a game to them. It's like a shell game that they all play. And uh, the ones that do go in with all the lofty goals and stuff. Yeah. It's like you said before, like once they get in, they're like, all right, well, let's tell you about this shit. Okay. There's this, 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 and this, and this. And the guy's like, oh my fucking God. And they're like, make a rope till he shoots himself. Let's see. Let's see where your virtues get you now, kid. You know, (laughs) then it's all over. It's like the modern values were getting a good job, getting a nice house raising a nice family. I'm like, let's go back to the mafia days. I would like, here's another uh, skit we could do just uh, from a diver's perspective of a scuba diver, just have them go to Brooklyn and like where the gangs of New York used to hang out or whatever the fuck it's called. And just, just have them swim below the pier. See how many fucking rings and how many like cell phones, (laughs) not cell phones, but how many rings and how many wallets you find off the number of people that were shot off the back of the dock. (laughs) Knives and guns and stuff. Here's uh, I got another one too. Ready? Imagine like that. Imagine someone from like when Uber first started, there was a shit ton of murders that nobody really remembers. There was just a bunch of people that would ditch their car and ditch the thing. And then you would never be able to find them again mm-hmm. by using like some fake profile. And the Uber restrictions have gotten a little bit better, but still it's just about sending a picture of your face wearing a mask. So they know that you're fucking, you're protecting the environment around you, or you're just can't breathe. And you're probably going to suffocate from lack of oxygen while you're driving. Um, but imagine, <laughs> I thought about doing Uber, but then I was just like, eh, I don't know. I, I don't think, want people in my car. <laughs> I was thinking about this this morning i was like imagine you're the person in the back row on your phone and then you're like sir uh yeah my stops up here on the left up here on the left yeah just up here on the left and the guy's just ignoring you like sir my stop is up sir you passed my stop sir and then a door's locked and you're just like at what <laughs> like because i started thinking about this when i get into a confrontation in my car with someone like it might be my passenger or someone i'm on the cell phone with i just shut off and i just look out the fucking window I was like, imagine yeah. if, if that was my response, I was in that Uber car person misses my stop. And I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be kidnapped? I would just shut off and just look out the window and hope to God that when we get to the location of wherever we're going, I can have a chance to run. But 
do you scream? Do you what do you what do you do yeah, at that? What moment? do you do? Like you can't grab his face, he might crash and kill you both. How many people are like, maybe this is like cash cab where I'm gonna win a prize at the end? <laughs> now a little partition comes up in the middle, and then then your your cab starts filling with gasps. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking squid games. Yep. And then you wake up somewhere with a sore ass, you know, half your clothes taken off you. Like, what the hell happened? I um, because I think the one person that was really good at cash cab was Morgan Tracy. Remember, you know, mm, you guys like psychology. Like, but I do love Morgan Tracy. He's hilarious. He was on there. Hey, there the dude was rattling off like, how much is this and this? And then in the year in 17 or in the year 1972, how much money did they make after they passed this certain thing? Morgan Tracy was like, I'm going to guess eight. And he said like a bunch of numbers. And the guy just goes, that's that's correct. And Morgan's like, how he's like, how'd you get that? And Morgan's like, well, I just did this, 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 and then the date's this, and then that's this, and the year's this. And he goes, yeah, that's really weird. I, that's not how you should have got that answer, but it's fucking <laughs> correct. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never taken a cab, so, like, I couldn't play cash cab. How sad. You could play cash Uber. Uh, I don't know. I'm really bad at trivia anyway. Hey, if you rate me five stars, I won't kill you. Five I stars the, it uh, is. <laughs> I was on the Winter Circle podcast at one point and did trivia. And I will say it was a little unfair because it was me versus two people. But at the same time, like, I'm just, I'm really bad at pulling up information on the fly. Like, it's all in there, but I, I got to dig through the files a little bit before I can find it sometimes. I'll be like, oh, you know, that guy that did that thing. And then I have to go through the little Rolodex in my brain to find who that guy is and what he did. So it takes a second. You say files, and I'm guessing you said files because it means something specific. Have you had the envision of yourself looking through files in your brain to be able to find something? Or have you envisioned like a secretary going through files in your brain? No, kind of almost like my brain is just a big file cabinet. It's a... Um, it's a little bit like that uh, that Stephen King movie that uh, or the SpongeBob episode. Dream catcher. Where there's a, the a dream catcher. People in his head. Remember where the in the dream catcher where the kid gets stuck in his own mind and his mind is basically just like a room full of file cabinets and then he has to go through the file cabinets to find what he's looking for. Bro, all right, I gotta tell you this dream. I haven't said it on my show yet, but um, sweet. So this is a more dream mixed thing. media exclusive. Oh my god, it's an exclusive, exclusive. player. All right. So I was having this dream where I was like, it was me in my house. And then I was like, all right, well, I got to get my day going. And then as every room I would leave and everything I would do, I could never go back to the scene of what it was before. Like I couldn't just walk back into my house because as I would be like, I would walk out of my house, but I forgot my cell phone and I would go to open up the door and there was just black. There was nothing else in there. It was like a dark room. There was nothing. There was no more scenery. That part of the thing was done. My brain had stopped creating that. Then everything I did from driving, everything behind me just kept getting dark dark and dark and like there was nothing there like you would just you couldn't access that part it was just locked and then towards like the end of the dream i get to this point where i'm like i'm in a room and there's no exit i'm stuck in this thing now and there's it's a small little like closeted space and i'm like what the fuck is going on what do i do and then suddenly i just i, I i'm like floating above my like my body and i'm in a hospital and at this point i'm in this room there's a like my family members who's everyone talking like it's been so long. We just got to pull the plug now. This is it. And it was like my brain, like I was in a vegetable state 
And I it was like floating above my body. I was like, oh my God. I was like, what just happened? And then there's a Grim Reaper. And he's like, it's not like an actual skeleton. He's just a person in a suit. And he goes, well, you were your brain, all those memories that you were missing from that point, they're just being shut down now. And this is all that's left is now you only, you're, you're, you're just a different subconscious outside of your body. And I'm like, so what's going to happen? Like, well, they're going to pull the plug. And I'm like, wow. So I was like, is there anything left in there? They're like, no, this is the last little bit of space. Uh, so your brain was shuttering down one memory at a time. Yeah. How cool. It's fucking scary. It's a pretty fun one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's some creepy stuff that sticks with you. I bet you woke up that next morning going like, wow. Okay. That was something new. <laughs> well, the the most, first of all, it's all beans. I'm telling you, just get, it's a, always beans, just right? get a can of red kidney beans and eat that before you go to bed. I guarantee you, you'll have some fucked up nightmares. That I means that they have in them. So my brain thinks this. It's that fucking juice that they're soaked in. If you drain them, there's still a little bit of that juice that you end up getting out of it. And I'm like, I think something's in that. Like a Bean government. Juice. Like my buddy said this to me. He goes, how come everyone else seems like they're being like drugged? And me and you are thinking clearly when we talk about like the government. And it's like, how can no one else see this shit? He goes, did we jack off too many times as kids or did we jack off not enough? Did, did Were we fed by a bottle? Were we done by this? I go, I don't know if it's a detachment thing. I think it's a fact of like maybe because a lot of the people that think the way I think is a lot to do with the fitness industry, like eating healthy foods. And I'm like, maybe we're consuming something that the public's not or we're not consuming that the public is. And somehow it's like yeah. causing them to be in the state of lull. Like if you eat fast food all the time, you probably feel slower it's afterwards. It's McDonald's. No, it's Disney. Disney, dude. Disney just made a Fauci documentary. I don't bro. eat McDonald's anymore. The one episode I got taken down had a Disney conspiracy in it. That was the only episode. Then Disney makes a Fauci documentary. You're telling me mm -hmm. Disney doesn't have something in the pockets with some of these businesses? Oh, for sure. Disney's got their hands in every pocket. They, they are greedy, greedy, greedy. So if you go to Disney World, you support elitists. Yes, that's right. I have been to Disneyland though. <laughs> I did give them thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a cheap ticket, dude. It's like how much for no. a one night hotel room? It's not about oh nine hundred dollars. Yeah, like uh, I stayed two days, and the hotel room I remember was cheap as fuck. And then we get to Disney, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's just one hundred and twenty five dollars a piece for all four of you." And it's like, "Oh my god, is it unlimited rides?" Yeah, I mean, you pretty much it's just gets you into the park and get to ride all the rides. Uh, the only thing is that, you know, half the rides have an hour, hour and a half long. I, I got to so. look this up because I heard someone mention this to me before about how much money Disney because when Disney first opened back up after the pandemic, I don't know if people remember, but they were like, it was very, very weird. Like a lot of people like influencers were riding the rides trying to boost up going back to Disney and everything. But it was just weird. Like people were faking being sick, too, as well. And I heard an influencer talk about this who like made a video about being like kind of feeling sickish at Disneyland. They said there was like this agreement that they would get a little bit of money for if they were boosting. Cause it was like advertisement for, so mm -hmm. for Disney, but they thought they could get more views if they tried to act sick. And then it was like this major kind of turnaround or bite in the ass mm -hmm. for Disney. But I want to, like I'm going to look up right now how much Disney lost during the pandemic of being shut down. Cause it was something like a, a couple million dollars a day. Like it oh, wasn't man. fucking cheap. They make so much money. Yeah, and I mean, that was like 10 years ago. So who knows what their prices are now? I can't even imagine. 10, oh, when you went to Disney? I was like, the pandemic yeah. is fucking not even two oh, years no, old. Like, no, I, the last time when I went to Disneyland, that was like over 10 years ago, more like 15 now. All right, so Disney said 
COVID-related costs shaved $2.6 billion from Park's operating income in its latest quarter. So a quarter is what? Like it's about 25% of a 12 months. How much would that be though? So Disneyland, this is specifically for California, a seven-day average uh, daily. Uh, I don't. I'm not understanding how they're reading off these statistics. <laughs> it said in the fourth quarter, so it'll be from September to the beginning of January. California's Disneyland or Disney World lost 2.4 billion dollars in operating wow. income. That's just in a couple of months, though. Yeah, well, that just shows how big they are. That shows how many people just, I mean, when I was there, it was just packed. And it was before the pandemic. Nobody cared about getting sick. There was just so many people there. And like, I could only imagine that at $100, $125 a ticket, like just the income that they brought in. Oh the fact that God. you can't sit down and eat at a Disneyland without spending... A, 40 bucks or 30 or 40 bucks Dude, to feed like two people. They were losing 20 to $30 million a day, specifically at Disney world. They said overall between all of their theme parks, I think they were losing. It says right here with the, also including in 77,000 of their employees that worked at the Disney world park, they were losing around $500 million a month based across all of its theme parks. Ooh. Boy, it's a good thing that they were putting out Marvel movies and Star Wars movies and stuff at the time, huh? They were a loss of $3.4 billion if they remain closed through mid-April, which has already passed at the time this article was released. Yeah, I don't even, I don't know how, I don't know how open they are still at this point. I also started thinking about their rides a little bit too, because I was, I watched a video of the Temple of Doom, like it would go up and then it would drop. And I go... Imagine if that just dropped and killed everybody, and then you went to go sue, and they go, well, we did call it Temple of Doom. We thought that was just a fun name. Well, it just keeps us from being sued. Kind of like Fox or CNN, when they get sued, they go, we're entertainment. But it's like, you have news in your name. Doesn't matter. We classify still as entertainment under the same category as WWE. And it's like, oh, you guys are fucking sales pitching it funny, like a sketchy uh, car salesman selling a lemon. Yeah, that's the hard part about media is just like if you're watching the news, you almost have to like listen to both sides and then just pick out what's the BS out of both sides. Be like, that's kind of truthful. That's BS. And then you have to kind of put the two together or else you don't get the whole picture on what's going on. Well, they say if, the if someone same listens shit. to one side or the other, they say like the you're going to have Jason. blanks in what you know. Jason, they say the same shit. They just spin it in a different way. Like everyone was reporting the Brian Lauder case for however long it lasted. And then they found the guy, but then mm. everybody was spinning in a different way. Like Fox was skepticizing one way. And then uh, CNN was skepticizing another way. It's just very, very different because I think when you control media at this point, mm -hmm. now it's all basis on profit and clicks where I don't think that should be the basis of it anymore. Like who was it? Um, I was uh, thinking I had come up with a conspiracy theory and not a conspiracy theory. I had come up with a theory about that is that um, Gabby Petito was an influencer and uh, she had talked some shit about like um, the Biden administration or something like that, like pretty recently before that happened. So what they did was they, they followed her up into the woods and they offed her. Right. And then they made her boyfriend disappear 
so that it would look like he did it. And then later on, they found him. Look, he was dead. Do you think he died by back of the head suicide? Like a lot of people kill themselves? Well, they said they found his remains and they said that they based it on his dental records that they assume that it's him. And everything kind of came back like the original lab report came back inconclusive. Did you see the new shit now? Like, okay, so here's the giant conspiracy I've been developing. And I fucking, I, all the people that said it didn't come from the lab because it was a Trump thing or it was this. Okay, here's what happened. Because before anybody knew anything, I said, it's a boyfriend. It was totally the boyfriend. Well, <laughs> the NIH just recent, well, when their first team went to go do the whole report on the lab, it was kind of like Adam Nutter said this best. He goes, it's kind of like when they went to go investigate Fort Knox about all the gold that they have. They only limit them to three rooms instead of checking the other rooms because they put the gold in the other rooms. Yeah, but, they're like, this is all we got. They give them, they show one pile of gold and they're like, all right. Then I well, guess when that's they, all that's here. When they went to the lab, it was all the scientists were from the United States. There was nobody that was from another country. So the reason why it came back inconclusive in a president mandated test, not a yes or no, which was sketchy. It was because it was all from the states. So then China could just cut the states off of everything. And that's why mm. China got really aggressive towards us when we said a second investigation. But the second investigation team that recently just exposed that they were funding the lab. I'm going to read the article because it's kind of important. Um, all the scientists involved, I think there was like a total of like 15 or 12 scientists. They were from the UK, from Germany, from mm -hmm. every country, because every country was like, all right, dude, we all fucking know it came from there. So fucking go. Everyone go there. So now China can't be mad at just one. They'd have to be mad at everybody. So now they just have to admit their faults and then we can keep doing business with them because they're not going to cut off business. But here's the Definitely. article. So NIH, this is updated three days ago on October 30 or 21st. NIH acknowledges U.S.-funded gain-of-function at Wuhan lab despite Fauci's denials. So now Fauci's being admitted to perjury, but also he has to answer for the puppy thing. He has to answer for a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff by November 19th is the date. Um, so the National Institutes of Health is now admitting to funding gain-of-function uh, research on bats infected with coronavirus at lab in Wuhan, China, despite reported denials from Dr. Anthony Fauci that U.S. tax dollars were used on in the funding. So in a letter to Representative James Corner, um, ranking member of the House Committee in Oversight and Reform, an NIH official admits that a limited experiment was conducted in order to test if spike proteins from naturally occurring back coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to the human ACE2 receptor in a mouse model. So the letter states that the laboratory mice infected with the modified bat virus became sicker than mice that were given the unmodified bat virus. So technically, Dr. Anthony Fauci did answer correctly only because they never talked about the bat tissue or they never talked about the mice tissue that they were in, injecting it in. He goes, you said we were specifically studying gain of function. You didn't mm -hmm. say that we were just putting them in mice and that was the overall outcome. So it's like you start to see the fucking the, so the, sneaky. the lawyer contract type thing where you find the loophole. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, dude, I, I know. And it's like, it's like, how long have we known about the lab? And been like, it's the lab. It's totally the lab. It's the lab. There's no way it's not the lab. Like I've known about the lab for over a year now, you know, that it's totally got to be the lab. Where else would it come from? Pangolins? Sure. Uh-huh. You know, wet markets? Yeah, because wet markets have been around for a freaking thousand years, but all of a sudden they're putting out new viruses. I had a person you know? on my show so that I was crazy for even suggesting it. And I I'm remember like, that. And the guy doesn't eat this. He hasn't, he, he tweets everything off of the same site that this article was posted, but that article. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? 
I hate the one sided shit. Like I'll admit when I'm wrong and I'll, I don't even rub it in your face when I'm right. But the fact that people will either double down or people won't even acknowledge their mistake really upsets me. Cause it's like, how do you expect growth to happen? If you do, if you never admit your faults, if you're never yeah. wrong once in your life, you're never going to grow as a person. If you don't aspire to any certain types of goals, you have to keep trying. You can't just sit in the back and take a safe bet every single fucking time. Sometimes you got to risk your shit. And when you do True. risk your Sometimes shit, you have you to understand, we got to understand there's a cost. Everyone wants to play the piper, but nobody wants to pay the motherfucker when he shows up at your door. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for some people to change their mind on things. And I, I've never understood it. Like I've always been skeptical of things. And, and if someone gives me something that makes me say, whoa, you know, the way I'm thinking about this is totally different than I, than what I thought. It, it, it makes me pause and I'll totally change my mind and go, wow, I can't believe I thought about it that way. Now that I think about it in this new light, it, it makes a lot more sense this way. But just so many people are just like stuck in their rhetoric. I, I get in arguments with people all the time where I'm like, uh, I try not to like, I don't want to get too much into the whole COVID thing and stuff. But, but like, you know, I tell people little things here and there, like, you know, this, this isn't a thing. This is a thing. You know, this is not as important as they say that it is. This is, you know, more important to do this. And, and people just always just shut me down. They say, oh, okay, you boomer. And uh, they say, oh, whatever, you conspiracy theorist. Why don't you listen to more Joe Rogan? And it's just, that's the way that they shut you down when they don't want to change their ideas. I don't fucking know. And I hate that. I, it's, I, it's the worst. It's like, as soon as I'm like, I'm done with the politics, I'm done with the politics. There's like a beagles being tested on in the lab. I'm like, God damn it. It's like, Oh fucking. And they're, they're cute little dogs, man. You don't mess with cute little dogs like that. Like I'm all for scientific uh, studies and stuff, but I think when it, you should draw a line when it comes to torturing and killing things, I'm not even super into like rats and mice and stuff, other than the fact that they're small and, you know, it, it's it's an insignificant ish life that if you're killing them, you know, you're not taking out a whole lot of anything. But man, even rats, man, do they really want to die? I don't think they do. They're <laughs> just trying to live. I don't know. Fucking. <laughs> All right. We should talk about some more media. Um, what kind of music have you been listening to lately? I don't really listen to a lot of music. It's mostly just talking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the on Spotify. I've been listening to Rappy McRapperson. Uh, he's, he's so fucking funny. He's this rapper guy that uh, he's just he makes fun of himself. Basically, he's he's this nerdy guy that does rap, and and the rap is just basically to like poke fun at rappers. And uh, I've been listening to that's where I've been listening to a lot of Trevor Moore and stuff. Is because like put it on the Rappy McRapperson station. And so it's playing me just all kinds of cool, nerdy MC Chris and MC Lars and and like a nerdcore rap. And I've been getting kind of into it lately. It's been pretty cool. Um, I've been I've been mostly when I listen to music, it's I it has to like it's mostly Bo Burnham. But then it's I listen hard. to a lot of Bo too. I listen to a lot of his new stuff, but it was so crazy because I heard he didn't get the Emmy 
all mm-hmm. basis on a technicality of something that happened with his music. I guess because his music was more, uh, it was comedy, but it wasn't as much as like it was more song performance, which doesn't classify him under the category that he was, uh, I guess, nominated for. And I was like, yeah, imagine showing yeah. up to that shit, and then they pull out a fucking technicality like that. Yeah, that's just rude. Uh, I do, and his new, uh, his new stuff is really, really good. That uh, "Welcome to the Internet" song is incredible. I was just listening to that yesterday and it's a, it's so, there's so much truth in it. You know, that's, that's what I love is that it's snarky and it's catty and it's funny, but there's so much truth in it. It makes you, it makes you think about things. He's always been against the, um, it's very cerebral. He's always been against the norm and a lot of his music and a lot of his stuff, but I heard so many people talking about like, this is just liberal propaganda. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, he's talking about Bezos. So you can remember his name and be stuck in your head. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> dude, I, don't, I don't know about that shit. It's kind of like when people it's saw all, the Joker, the Joker was a great movie. Yeah. Well, the Joker was a great movie, but there was so many people like this is right wing propaganda to lock up more people with mental health and institutions. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys watching that I'm not watching? Like, it's right. Why do you have to find a political lean in everything that you watch? You know, it's like, do you watch the new Star Wars movie and be like, this is leftist propaganda? How dare they? You know, <laughs> it is like, sometimes leftist propaganda. I mean, yeah, sometimes. Why do they send Shatner into space? And then the man, every interview I've seen of him now, he's crying, talking about how it's so beautiful and life on this planet is just not comparison to space. I'm like, you just gave a guy, he's got to be on suicide watch now. That man looks like he's about to shoot himself in the forehead. (laughs) And he barely, honestly, when it comes down to it, he was barely into space anyway. I do like the, like I, I heard Elon in an interview talk about how he was really upset to hear that his heroes, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin said that space should only be made for elite specific people that have the ability to be, because space used to be, you had to go through a bunch of shit to get in there. Now, if they can just send everybody up there, it's not as Mm -hmm. classified or it's not as specific to that certain category of people, which is just, I mean, it's cool to make it more open, but also there was a point about it being inclusive to a lot of things. Yeah, I think that they're planning on doing that. I think it's going to be like space tourism for people with money, people with clout. And uh, eventually they're going to work on like having a moon base or something. And it'll be like just for the elites, you know, people that can afford to go live there because they want to get off this crappy earth, you know, get away from all these weird freaking poor plebs down here. And they'll go up and hang out up on the moon and sip champagne and eat caviar and do other rich people stuff. And they won't have to be close to us anymore. I'd love to see Bezos eating caviar out of a fucking moon crater. <laughs> I'd pay anything to see that. The moon is cool too. Like uh, just the experience of going to the moon would be just so intense. I've heard that on the moon, if you're on the side that's facing the sun, because there's, there's absolutely uh, uh, no atmosphere on the moon whatsoever. So if you're facing the sun on the moon, you would freeze to death because you're you're in the atmosphere. This is like if you're standing on the moon and then your your suit just disappeared, you would freeze as you fell, you would hit the ground and when you hit the ground, your flesh would begin burning off of you because of how hot the rock is on the surface of the moon from the sun beaming it. So you would be both freezing and burning at the same time while you died. We have different uh, 
information sources when it comes to the moon. Mine is that I heard that Neil Armstrong left four bags of poop in 1969 up on the fucking moon. <laughs> I wonder if it freezed up. I'm also one up. of those people that think they might have faked the moon landing. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, boy, it was a time when we didn't have a lot of technology. But for morale, like, come on. I mean, a morale thing of just boosting up egos, like, we made it to the moon. There's no point in you guys going up there if we're in the space race. There's no point in you guys going up there. We already made it up there. And then secretly just doing a private mission mm -hmm. up there. But then I'm like, yeah, but they would record another shuttle launch up there. Or maybe they just sent a rocket up there that didn't have, I don't know. So where what, I start, what are I'm, your thoughts on the Van Allen belt? that the Van Allen belt radiation destroys uh, film and stuff. Well, I also think that like the UFO, for instance, like all these UFO sightings, I think this is like some type of like climate thing. I think this is like, cause I was looking up, I was at my work and I was looking up at the sky and I saw a white dot and it wasn't blinking. So I knew it was either a planet or it was a star, but this thing started fucking moving. And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know if it's cause it's about to be sunrise and the sun coming up is making everything kind of like, look like it's morphing or moving, but this thing fucking came up and flew. I mean, I saw it move all the way from out in the distance to right above my fucking head mm -hmm. in a matter of like a couple of seconds. And I was like, that's fuck that thing's fucking moving. And I was like, I don't know if it's, I've been so wrapped up in the UFO shit recently, or I'm like, maybe it's a weather phenomenon phenomenon. Cause I've talked to people who study this yeah, and they be. talk about electromagnetic shit. And I'm like, maybe it's a climate change, but do you think the government's going to ever own up to something that they caused saying all our production caused this much pollution to make these hallucinations, much like you can see water in the road that disappears right before you get to it. They're not going to own up to it. What's a safer bet? Blame fucking aliens. <laughs> they wouldn't even tell us about the harp stations and stuff. And you know, who knows what the heck they're doing with those. I got to get breakfast here soon. You're making me fucking hungry. I'm staying away from beans. Yeah, I would too, man. Don't be having some weird bean dreams again. Bean dreams. Yeah, that's the fucking title of this episode. <laughs> that's a good title. I know. Well, I can let you go. It's not a big deal. And it was great talking with you again. Yeah, we almost went I mean, hour and a half. It's not bad. Heck yeah, that's way longer than my episodes usually run, so. Your episodes Perfect. are great, though, by the way. Oh, thank you. And whoever I, made um, that killer intro is just terrific. Just yeah, <laughs> the chop blocks and flutes. I like it. It's like, a, like Naruto almost. I, I knew you liked One Piece. I was like, I got to give him something in the style of One Piece. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. And, and every time I listen to it, I hear like a little bit more. Like I like that little teeny backbeat that comes in near the end, that little in the background there's, there's like four beats but only one of them doesn't match the rest of the instruments and it's the lo-fi beat which is the yeah boom, it's a little like, trip-hop beat almost yeah. in the back yeah i wanted to make I it feel like you were like taking acid and then i just started listening to a flute. synthwave recently and like a lot of it is kind of garbage but like some synthwave is pretty good like um, they take old like legend of zelda music and mario music and they they make it synthwave like old 80s synth style mm -hmm. and uh, some of it's really good i've been uh, i've been digging listening to that lately does it challenge your mind yeah it's kind of like um it's a bit like listening to those like relaxing uh you know dream music things and stuff but like with a little bit of beat and and melody to it hmm. kind you of like those out a bad nightclub trip because I've been on YouTube, man, and there's like a there's a million videos that are like, have the most powerful dreams, control your dreams, be a god in your dreams. And I'm like, I don't know. I've listened to them and they never did that to me. 
<laughs> They're fun for meditating too, though. I don't really meditate. I just try and sleep before I stare at my phone and play like a dumb phone game for the next four hours. Actually, I've been recently on ResearchGate, which I recommend to people. It's just a bunch of people who are academic studying all these types of fields, and they just mm -hmm. publish their articles there. So it gives them like an open source of information for a lot of people. But it's been how I've been looking at guests cool. now. Right on. Yeah, I get to like... um gets kind of a field of guests that are are less seen less heard than than most but are still working on cool stuff yeah the only reason i got a guy from skinwalker ranch coming on my show is because he was like you do you're at a thousand almost episodes so i was like yeah he goes mm -hmm. that's commitment i'll do your show and i was that's like oh badass cool. man okay and you went from nine to 950 so fast too i'm just like wow he's already passed 950 that's awesome. time's going so fucking quick man i feel Gosh, like i'm getting man. i'm gonna blink and i'll be dead that's how I feel too. I like, I have a day off and it's like, I wake up in the morning and I do a bunch of shit and then up oh, the day's gone time for the next day. And it's like, what the hell happened, man? I remember when I was a kid, I would sit there all day. Like, when is this day going to go? <laughs> you know, I'd wake up at like six in the morning and I'd play for hours and hours and hours. And I'd look at a clock and it'd be eight in the morning, you know? And I'm like, but yeah, there's, all right, there's always, the whole rest of the day ahead of me. There's always that one day of the week that makes like it just goes by super fucking slow compared to the rest. And I, I feel like it's always a Tuesday for me. Every time it's a Tuesday, it just it it goes by like it, it's <laughs> like it's like it's 10 a.m. It's like I feel like I've been up for eight hours. And it's like, well, you were up at one o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, it's about eight hours. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I love your Tuesdays. Tuesdays. They're cute. <laughs> the baltimore thing it's like you have you have very little accent really as far as it goes like, like i do notice one thing though someone my buddy uh mike larusso he's squash ronson he does the like the ymh videos and stuff he mm -hmm. messaged me he goes you notice when you say police for the first time and i'm like what he goes when you say police you say that the first time and then every other time you say police he goes why is that i'm like I don't know. Like I, I noticed in one of my episodes, I was, I was listening to it and I was like, it's like the same thing with the police. And then the next time I said it, I was like the police. And then it's like just that first fucking time I say that word, it like breaks it in for <laughs> the me. police. <laughs> maybe, you, maybe that's your, that's your accent. And then you just kind of like bring it down as you're going. Uh, there's something else and I can't think of it out the top of my head. But when I man, say talking every once in a while, you say something, um, Frust, frustrated or um, frustrated, flust, flustered or something flustered? like that. You Did say I have something. an accent? And, uh, no, you just uh, you say it weird. You say uh, frustrated or something. And I was like, where's the R in there? <laughs> I don't know if it's frustrated. I've always said frustrated, right? Yeah, you don't have an R in, in frustrated. Frustrated? You, yeah, you just go straight F U. Oh, wait, wait, are you telling me it's spelled F R U S T R A? I don't yeah. say the R, do I? Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking about. Because I've heard you say it before. Sometimes when you enunciate it a lot, you just go frustrated. And I was like, like, what is this guy go? talking about? I was yeah, like, you're just, you go straight to the F U, man. Frustrated. Wow. I never even, it's kind of like when someone mentions like you chew so loud, and then you start noticing you chew loud. I was like, fuck, now I think of it every time. I'm not going to say that word anymore. Uh, you're all good. I mean, like I've listened to almost 500 episodes or something. So uh, probably over that now. So have you gotten, you know, I've heard all your little inflections and things. What have you, um, cause this is a question I want to ask you, what have you, uh, listened to and what haven't you listened to? 
uh, I've listened from about 470 or so all the way up to current. And then I've recently gone back and I listened all the way up to 20. And I have a few more uh, downloaded and saved in my podcast player. And I've been, when I have a little extra time and I run out of podcasts, I go back and listen to one of your old episodes. And the older, uh, they're kind the, of fun. Well, the older ones were like, I was trying to be, so I wasn't, it wasn't crafted out yet. Like, I don't even think now is crafted out yet. Like I've been looking at like, once I hit a thousand, if I keep going, cause like the new intro is going to come in, maybe new artwork, but I was like, what I just do more. I'm still waiting for that new intro. <laughs> it's really good, dude. I fucking, I like it, but I mean, it's better than the one I have. Like, if you look at the beginning ones, the intro is going to change. Mm. Once you get to 200, the intro changes again. And then by 400, yep. it hits the one I have now, but I'm like, when I hit a thousand is going to change. But I think like. I want to do like if I'm going to end up still doing daily or if I'm going to end up doing more serious academic ones. I don't know because I don't know if people like my ranting a lot, too. A lot of times people are like it's a little too much. I'm like, how? <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just get in the weeds and uh, and like every once in a while, if you get like someone that's not a real strong talker, you'll just like you'll just kind of drown them out and stomp over them and just be like, what is the deal with this? You know, and what about this, too? And, and they're like, yeah. And, and they're like, and what about this as well? <laughs> I usually just try and throw a bunch of fish hooks out and hopefully they bite on whichever one they feel like they should bite on. And then like, there are some like people go like, you kind of like, you kind of control the thing. I was like, cause they weren't talking. Yeah, like when I it, see them like being shy, I have to step in a little bit. It's sometimes hard to do callbacks and stuff with you because just so much information gets thrown out there that like you try to think of a callback, but they're like, that's a hundred different things to talk about between when you started and when you finished that, you know, you go to do a callback and you're like, um, um, well, <laughs> welcome to my life. That's why people usually write notes when they're on my show. It's like, I'm going to a little note package. You always go off on these things. I want to hit every single one. I'm like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> that works. I just went out of the blank tonight, you know, in, in, uh, in, um, the tradition of out of the blank, I just decided to go, I was going to come up with some, some questions and some media picks and stuff, but I was like, let's just go out of the blank style. You know, you haven't have even said my fucking name in the show. Usually That's people right. go, I'm here with Robbie from this. I was going to actually, I was going to actually record an intro before this too. <laughs> Don't but... you got to put this up raw. Like this. <laughs> no, nobody will know what's going on. That's the point. Like, These two guys are just talking. They just started talking. That's the point. I had someone go like, I was trying to figure out what out of the blank meant. And then like, does the show fit now? And they're like, yeah, it's, it's exactly what it kind of means now. I'm like, yeah, see people do the, mm -hmm. their concept of their show basis on the name. I'm like, well, this is what, my show is is just coming to the table clean whatever you got on your mind yep. let's talk about it yeah i actually like to uh before i talk to you when we do one of the added lake shows is um uh, i like to meditate for like 20 minutes <laughs> and just completely clear my mind that I way whatever comes up. up that way whatever comes up to the top is just it's like the most important stuff in my mind instead of just the whole milieu of everything that's going on like idea. I never even told you about the Keurig uh, fiasco I had today and stuff. Tell me about it. Okay, so what happened was, <laughs> we'll go a little teeny bit longer. I'll, I'll keep it short. Uh, Jamie and I have been drinking coffee for the last week or so, and we've been complaining because it's been getting weaker and weaker, and we don't know what's going on with the Keurig. Um, we just bought it two months ago, so it should be giving us really good coffee still. 
And it just got to where we were putting creamer in like hot water. Jesus and it was like, it was getting for the last couple of weeks. We've been getting like really upset and frustrated. Uh, and we're just like running around the house all ticked off and stuff because we're not getting our coffee that we need. Uh, we've been having to make trips to Starbucks and shit because it's just like not feeling like we're getting enough caffeine in our systems. That just sounds like because, when your house is like cold and you don't want to cost money for the heat. So you just add extra layers of clothing. <laughs> it's like we were just we were getting so angry and we couldn't figure it out. And it was because our Keurig had stopped brewing the coffee, right? Keurig. And we were just getting hot water instead of coffee. Like it was like slightly brown. So it looked kind of like coffee, but there just wasn't anything in it. And it was like drinking a cup of warm water and creamer. <laughs> well, I just remember so it was like sweet, but it I, was kind of like gross at the I same just time. I remember when my grandpa around when I was 15, acted like I was drinking coffee. And he was like, what roast do you like your shit? I was like, what? He goes, it's brown. It looks like shit. He's like, what color? Dark roast? Um, damn it. Wait, you said it's Keurig, but it's Keurig. 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 Eh. Well, see, I pronounce stuff wrong too sometimes. Frustrated. That's right. Keurig. Frustrated. Keurig. Yeah, I don't know. It just ruined my Maybe it day. sounds a little too pretentious that way. Don't get frustrated about it. Frustrated. <laughs> i can't believe that but shit. anyway yeah we it's were, 23 we were like totally years i've been angry. saying that fucking word we were totally angry about our coffee situation i finally today like we had until the end of the month we could we could exchange it and so i took it in and oh my gosh target was a shit show today and like i had walked back and saw that they had models out on the shelf and then they sent someone back and then they couldn't find them and then they were going to like uh, give me like the next step up as a replacement because they couldn't find them. And then the lady finally just gave up and took <laughs> off herself. And uh, she's gone. She was gone for like 20 minutes while I sat there like do 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 twiddling my thumbs waiting at customer service. And she finally shows up with the same one. And it's like, wow, you figured it out. Good job. So like I had to stand at Target today for an hour to return that stupid thing and, and get a new one. And I got home and like, we set it up as fast as I got at home. Like Jamie was opening the box. I was filling the reservoir. Like we're running that first cup to, to clean out the system. And like, we both just got our cups of coffee. And it was like, as soon as I got that real coffee again, it was just like, oh, all the pain, it's gone away. It's what I needed. I needed that caffeine. I needed my magical bean juice. I suppose if I hadn't have been lazy, I could have pulled out my hand espresso maker, but it's so much worse. Get a fucking Starbucks if you needed that bad. <laughs> True. I mean, it's. I did find a really good drink at Starbucks. Check this out. If you go and get a triple, a, a tall triple espresso iced, you get six shots of the white mocha and then you top it with a sweet cream. It's like a Vietnamese coffee and it's so good. Well, that's going to get you doxxed. Mm -hmm. Vietnamese good, good, good. coffee, really? It's it's Vietnamese style. Oh, how do you fucking know? Have you been to Vietnam? Do they do that in their coffee over there? <laughs> Maybe. They get... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. They, you get over there and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" It's like Vietnamese style. I've never fucking heard of that. I'm gonna Shane McGillis myself. Look out! Good God. <laughs> all right. It's all in fun. What I'm do you want to wrap on? Roasting you. How do you want? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a so dad stupid. joke. <laughs> oh, dad jokes. That one knocks some air out of my lungs. Um, <laughs> Good. I'm glad I got a laugh out of you. What do you want to do for an outro? Um, do you want me to give my, my can outro real fast? Sure. Say thanks again for listening. Feel free to favorite, share, rate, mix media force on your favorite podcast player, Amazon or iTunes. I can be found on Twitter at Media Forest Cast or on Instagram at Jason Lamper Podcasts. Got a favorite game, movie, app, book, podcast, etc. <laughs> Email me at mixmediaforest at gmail.com. Love Mixed Media Forest. You can sponsor me on Anchor for as little as a dollar a month, or you can make a one-time donation with PayPal, Cash App, or Google Pay. Pay till it hurts. It puts the rating in the basket unless it gets the hose. The <laughs> hose. And it better be five stars. You can shit all over me, but it better be five stars, motherfuckers. Yeah, leave a fuck you five stars. It's not hard. That's right. This podcast sucks. But at least he tried. That's I what I fucking, want. Five I, stars. I fucking love this show. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad that there are people out there that do. That's what makes it worth it. I mean, I don't care if there's 20 people out there that like it and listen to it regularly. That, that makes it worth it. Mixed Media Force podcast. Does Out of the Blank podcast with Robbie Robertson. That sounds like you're, 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 you're <laughs> sounds like you're molesting me. Stop. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. With famous guitar player, Robbie Robertson. <laughs> <laughs>